Hello, 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 and welcome to the TFA Dino Show. I'm Robbie Jeffries, and we have a full house tonight. Tom, welcome back. Excited to have you here with me. He is my normal co-host. For those who have been wondering where he's at, he's been rocking his own stuff, living life. But we also have Christian Welch, fellow TFA'er here at the Fantasy Authority. Uh, Guys, we have a busy, busy show. We're going to basically dive through uh, a lot of the free agents. Um, We've had some news that's come out already. Uh, and we have some news that's going to be coming out the rest of this week and leading up to free agency that officially starts on Wednesday, March 16th, with the tampering period happening Monday the 14th. So, you know, we always get news out uh, Monday and Tuesday uh, before it officially starts. But, yeah, Tom, uh, haven't seen you in a hot second. Uh, how are we doing? I'm good. How have you been, man? I feel like it's uh, been too long. Yeah, yeah, just been holding down the pods, doing them solo. I don't like doing solo pods. I don't know how Christian does it on our Devi side. He rocks at it. I dislike it. No, I yeah, I, I, I don't know. I apologize for my long absence. I know everybody was obviously very upset. I got many letters. And Christian, what how up? do you do a solo pod anyway? You just got to get in the zone, man. After the intro, you're just reading and 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 you're staring at the computer screen. You may have an imaginary friend in the room, but you just get in the zone, man. You get in the zone. Just, That's why I try to keep just, it 20 minutes or so. I'd imagine the whole hour about yourself would get lonely, but 20 minutes, you can kind of look at it like running the mile back in back in high school, college, whenever, you know, just kind of push through it. You know, you, you hit that kind of groove and, and you just coast. Took you 20 minutes to run a mile? Well, <laughs> I mean, I was in worse shape in high school than I am now, so it may have. Christ. <laughs> Tom, are you, are you done uh, shuffling stuff on your desk? I don't know uh, no. if you'd like the listeners no, think, to, to hear I think, that. I think I'm going to keep it up. I had to move my mic. It's been so long. I was like, why is it tilted like that? So, well, Christian and I will count your uh, hand strikes on the desk. Uh, that will be audible for all the listeners. They're going to be excited about some of those because we are going to talk a little bit of Eagles when we we get to some of their well, – they don't have as many free agents, but I think they might be looking at some free agents. But uh, oh, yeah. Guys, I want to start out with what matters to you with our question of the day here. What matters to you guys in free agency? Are there certain trends that you guys look at? Uh, guaranteed money, man. That That's about it. As far as like the positions, uh, it's it's anything. It's You want a running back to go to a team with a good line, they're, they're going to run the ball. Wide receivers to be attached to good quarterbacks. I think that's all good common sense that we uh, value our players based on that anyway. So it's not like a huge deal there, but as far as like what they're doing, I I want them to get some guaranteed money. So I know that they're going to be there for a little bit. They have some job security because if you get a wide receiver who's getting paid, you know, eighteen million dollars his first year, or Mike Williams situation, he just signed another deal, um, you know, twenty eight million dollars in year one, he's going to get the damn ball. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just going to be like, oh yeah, he's not really part of our plans. They're going to funnel those players the ball. So uh, guaranteed money. I used to think that way, but I mean, we, we we saw some pretty outlandish contracts last year to where a lot of people were following the money. You know, Johnny Smith, um, you know, Hunter Henry right after that. And Nelson Aguilar, I mean, the Patriots spent $100 million there. Just you the know. Patriots offense in general. Yeah, yeah. Like all those were bad. So like following the money's tough. And there's always an adjustment going from scheme to scheme. So it's hard to really get too excited about a fit as well. Like last year, I think we had pegged everyone to be the Kansas City wide receiver too. We went through just about everybody. It, it, it didn't happen. So I really try to just consume free agency as a fan. I mean, today was what it was all about, isn't it? We didn't even get to Monday yet. Like Monday, once the legal tampering starts, it's going to be fun. But today, man, I'm at work and it's, I mean, there was a good two straight hours today around the lunch hours where it was just nuts. Like you couldn't take your eyes off of what was going on. So I really just like to consume this time of the year as a, as a fan and then make my adjustments afterwards as I see the depth charts filling out. Yeah, Christian, I, I don't want to give away too much, but I am excited to dive into Cam Robinson franchise tag when that news hit my my news feed. So we'll definitely lead off the conversation uh, starting with him. No, Robinson, eh? a little bit for this conversation, because I think it'll help our listeners if, if we kind of let them know, you know, who has money, who doesn't have money. What, what is what does this look like? And so 
the top five teams with cap space are the Chargers with 56 million, Dolphins with 51 million, Jets 48 million, the Colts with 42 million, and then the Jaguars with 38 million. And then if we look at it from the flip side, who does not have money, who still needs to clear cap space just to get under the cap? That would be the Packers with uh, 45 over the cap, uh, Saints as well, 45 over the cap. My Cowboys with 23 million over and Rams at 20 and Bucks at 16. So a lot of these playoff teams uh, um, are looking to find ways to get cash, but that's not necessarily meaning they can't uh, make some moves. I know a, a list of these players um, have already been signed, uh, notably with the Packers and then a franchise tag with the Bucks. So um, I, I think we should just dive into it. We have a lot of players to get to. So let's start right there with the quarterbacks. And I think the big news that came out today, you know, aside from that Cam Robinson uh, franchise tag, was Russell Wilson being traded, right, guys? <laughs> uh, we see news that uh, a couple days ago that the commanders had offered multiple picks. It came out that it was three first for him. Seahawks turned that down, but they finally get a deal done. Uh, the Seahawks, that is, today with the Denver Broncos. So Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos. Coming back to the Seahawks is Noah Fant, Drew Locke, two uh, first-round picks, two second-round picks. I think it was a fifth-round pick as well. Tom, going with you first, You know what, what are your thoughts here, at least from Russ's side and then the Denver Broncos side in general and some of those other players? So he's probably going to have one of the better offensive lines that he's ever had, and he's still going to have uh, weapons that he can throw to. He's got a good running back again, so hopefully we can see Russ cook a little bit there. My first thought, initial thought, was thank God I didn't trade Jerry Judy in a bunch of leagues because now we have a quarterback and we can see what he's going to do, right? Um, so I, th- I feel like that was most people's reaction, including Jerry Judy's on Twitter, if you saw that. That was fantastic. Um, so just re- I'm excited for that offense in general because, you know, going back two years ago, Robbie, you knew I was excited about the Denver offense uh, because of the weapons that they had and they just needed a quarterback, so – they have their quarterback, and uh, let's go. That FC West is going to be a bit of a mess to figure out, but it's going to be fun to watch. No, oh, absolutely. The quarterbacks in that division are, are really scary. And, and Tom, kind of going to your point, I did a Dynasty Buys video, and these were players I wanted to uh, ha- uh, advocate for people to do before we got to free agency and, and kind of, I guess, before we got to here uh, today as we record on Tuesday. And one of those buys was Jerry Judy. You know, if he can just get a quarterback, I thought was 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 some of my uh, reasoning for for that. And we know that they struggled with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke kind of at the helm. Brandon Allen, I think, for a couple games here and there. So I, I, I'm agreeing there with that stock up for a lot of those guys. Christian, how about you? Uh, either thoughts on Russell Wilson or maybe uh, some of those other pieces? Yeah, well, my day watching it unfold was a lot like Jerry Judy's. You know, the news about Aaron Rodgers staying with uh, Green Bay was first and. You know, for a while, we've had Aaron Rodgers pegged to go to Denver, you know, and I feel like a lot of those those assets, you know, like buying Judy, you know, buying Sutton, buying Fan, a lot of that has been people, uh, you know, planning on Rodgers getting to Denver, you know. So seeing that Rodgers was staying in Green Bay at first, I was like, well, man, that kind of the Denver thing's dead already. That's a bummer. And as I'm in chats or whatever, talking talking about Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, boom, here's Denver. getting Russell Wilson, you know? So, I mean, you just want to talk about a whirlwind of emotions and we saw it from the player side too, with Jerry Judy's tweets, you know, just a total low blow that you're stuck with drew Locke, and then pow, here's, here's Russell Wilson. So just, just crazy. Um, as a fantasy football guy, it's, you know, to see that many players impacted that in that fashion in one day, is just crazy. Um, I tweeted out as all that was happening, you know, that everyone's going to forget about this Mike Williams contract. It happened like literally like two mm-hmm. minutes before the Wilson news dropped right mm-hmm. after the Rogers. It was just sandwiched in there and he's getting 28 million in this year. So that's just crazy, but no one's going to talk about that today was about the quarterbacks moving. And I mean, this is, this is exciting for Russell Wilson and, and for fantasy football, having this type of big shakeup. Yeah. And you mentioned the Aaron Rodgers news as well. And that's where we're going right now. You know, it's reported that he has a four-year deal for $200 million, so going to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. He kind of disputed that on Twitter, said he's staying with the Packers. The deal uh, isn't quite what was reported. I honestly just think that's Rodgers being Rodgers. Like, we know that over the next couple years, the the Packers are always going to feel like he might leave. He's going to do something to make them feel kind of nervous. But, you know, it looks like we have a little bit of, um, of a solidified um, deal here with Rodgers where he's locked up at least for, I'd say, probably two or three years. Maybe that last year's a void year or something like that. But, you know, Tom, back to you again. Rodgers was kind of a guy that I was I was 
hey, he's kind of at the twilight. He's considering retirement. I'm going to lower him in these dynasty rankings, kind of like how I've had Tom Brady the last couple of years. Tom Brady's producing as a QB1, but could be done any year. Now I kind of feel a little bit more safe where he's probably jumping back into that Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, um, you know, maybe even Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins more than others, but that kind of range. Where, do you have him there? Do you have him higher because of his ceiling, even though he is, what, five years older than some of those guys? They're going to play at an elite level, you know, until they're done and then they're going to be gone. So if you have them, you have to basically be prepared to, to take that hit when they when they go. So, you know, draft a young quarterback on your roster, have somebody to replace them. But just enjoy that ride there because he's going to be giving you, you know, top five seasons until he's done playing, in my opinion. Robbie, I'm glad you transitioned to that because as the Rodgers deal unfolded, that's the immediate conversation I was having. I was somebody that was like, this really doesn't change his value to me that much. I still feel his place within the quarterback landscape is about the same. And I started going through it. I mean, we know we have the seven up top, right? Then Deshaun Watson's lingering out there. That's eight, right? Russell Wilson today, he's probably jumping up to that nine spot with this move, right? Then you have Matt Stafford, the other veteran. There's 10 guys right there, right? Then you're getting, is is Rodgers the next guy? And here's the thing. Like, I feel in an already existing league, if you're a playoff team, yeah, Rodgers is your next guy. But I think if you're doing a startup today, that you're still going to see Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and maybe Trevor Lawrence all go ahead of Rodgers. So I feel like in an already existing league, he's probably sitting around QB 10. But in a startup, I bet he's going QB 13. So if I was putting out fresh rankings for a startup, I would have him at QB 13 as of today. Yeah, as as soon as you draft him, his value it goes up basically. I feel like before you draft him, it's like, all right, yeah, no, I might want to draft these other guys, and then it's his value goes up because of the production value he's going to give you. Yeah, so I, I think that's obvious with with startups, right? The startups you're not going to draft a 38, 39, whatever he is, quarterback. I guess my my thought is, and I'm kind of balancing this, guys, is is if you're talking about these playoff teams, because are you trying to target uh, – you need a quarterback, right? You just lost Tom Brady. You have some assets that you can maybe move. Are you targeting an Aaron Rodgers or are you targeting a Russell Wilson? Because what it sounds like is you guys have Russell Wilson uh, a little bit higher, and maybe that's the longevity uh, piece that's obviously going into it. I- I'm not sure. I think I might still have Aaron Rodgers uh, higher than Russell Wilson if we're talking about uh, a team that's either right there or obviously competing <clears throat> with the, getting the 110, 112, whatever it is. Uh, if Are you guys kind of on that same page or would you guys still take Russell Wilson because he gives you close to that ceiling or he could with this new landing spot? Yeah, and obviously this is before the news today, but I'm in a startup now and over the past week, both of them have been taken and Russell Wilson went um, in the third round and Aaron Rodgers went in the seventh round. So there was about a four round gap in startup value, at least in the draft I was in this week between them. And a lot of that isn't production. I mean, Rodgers is coming off back to back MVPs. It's the, you know, what, six year age gap there between Rodgers and Wilson. So that's what you're looking at there. But to your question is, is Rodgers a guy that I'm buying? You know how I operate, Robbie. Like, I don't I don't care who the who the name is of the player that I have. I want the value and I, I operate within tiers and I'm very price dependent. So if I'm all those players I brought up after those top eight, you know, the the three veterans with Russ Stafford and Rogers, and then the three, the three rookies from last year in Lance and Fields and Trevor, I am a hundred percent taking the value on, on the veterans there because I mean, the startup cost is, is different. Like I said, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, you're having to take those guys earlier than Stafford and Rogers, but those guys are not outproducing Stafford and Rogers anytime soon. So at the price and with the production that I'm going to get right now as somebody that never really wants to take a year off from winning, I am 100% taking the discount on those veterans that are going to allow me to win right now over taking the shot of having you know a 10-year career. People get too caught up and, oh, I'm going to have this guy for 10 years and forget you're trying to win the league the next two to three years. <laughs> you know, So I'm going to take the three veterans here over those three young guys, but I wouldn't be surprised at startups if you continue to see those three young guys go ahead of those three vets but I'll be the one kicking back and taking those vets later and winning the league. Yeah. Let's move to a guy that you mentioned there as you were going down the rankings there, and that's Deshaun Watson. Um, His legal proceedings are kind of ongoing. We just got some news that actually on Friday um, he's going to have, or at least be deposed, right? Have a deposition, probably going to plead the fifth, probably won't have, you know, probably won't speak, but he does have 10 criminal complaints against him. Those range from sexual assault to, to just, um, attempted sexual assault 
And I think there's a pretty good chance where uh, by Friday or the next week, we could have actual criminal charges from that Harris County DA office. And so I'm kind of interested in what you guys are doing, because a lot of these other fantasy sites that I'm listening to, these dynasty sites, all the, all the way up from the top ones, they're they're talking about how Watson, you know, might miss a couple games. You know, they're, they're ranking them right there. Like you had said, I think you had said eight. They're ranking them in their top 10. I'm a lot more pessimistic on this situation. I mean, in my opinion, and I'm curious to get, get your guys's, there's just too many um, complaints at this point that if, if there's a criminal charge, and let's just say it's just three of them, that's going to drag on. And he's not going to be playing while criminal charges are going on, in my opinion. So it almost is like a Calvin Ridley situation where I don't see him playing in 2022. And then what if it's it's a guilty verdict that it's, you know, multiple, you know what I mean? Like, I just think this could explode out of proportion. I'm almost in the camp of I want to sell Watson, which I don't have. But if I did have him, I want to sell him yesterday. Uh, Tom, going to you, what, what are your thoughts on that situation? Well, I think right now um, everything's coming up on Friday. So we're going to get a lot of news about Deshaun Watson in, you know, very quickly. Uh, his lawyers are going to push for everything to get settled very quickly. If we get criminal charges, they're going to push for the trial to be done very quickly. Um that's when you might see him actually actually settle. I don't think he has any interest in settling because he thinks he's innocent at this point. Uh, otherwise, I feel like he would have just taken the hit uh, financially. Um, I'm going to jump in there so, real quick because I, I like where you pointed out to a settlement because that was another thing that these sites are saying. They're saying, oh, you know, it's probably going to end in a settlement. The right. only problem is there's 10 complaints. You know, there there's uh, 22 civils, which is a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. There's 10 criminal complaints. So that eight of them can settle and two of them can still go. That's a lot of uh, <laughs> settlements, uh, for lack of a better word. It almost feels like if he's going to be playing on a team next year, it's going to be the mean machine team, right? Uh, Christian, do you have other thoughts? Well, here's the thing. Like, we're, we're already a year into this, right? Like, he, he already missed all of last year. So, like, when we were looking at this a year ago, we're already a year into the dealing with him not playing and not presenting that value. So in my opinion, he's more valuable today than he was a year ago. He's also cheaper today than he was a year ago. And my thing with him is, is he has even more youth on his side than, than the Russell Wilson and Stafford. We were talking about below Rogers. If, yep. if he had no legal issues, this is without question, a top three to five dynasty quarterback, right? Yep. Yep. So to me, the upside, if if he plays, is so high, it, it's almost worth the risk, right? You you compared him to Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's not going to step on a field again until he's 29. And I don't care what anyone says. Once he turns 30, his dynasty value is done, right? Like, what's DeAndre Hopkins worth right now, right? He's, he's an all-timer, and look where he's worth just because he's in his 30s now, right? So Calvin Ridley has literally one year of of dynasty shelf life once he is playing again quarterbacks play a pretty long time right we're talking Marion Rodgers 38 39 years old Russell Wilson's moving teams today at 33 and we're still excited like Deshaun Watson's a long way from 33 so we are looking at much more than one year of production you're getting if he ever sees the field again and again it's not wide receiver two production we're, we're, we're talking top five quarterback mm-hmm. in the league production mm-hmm. so with him the upside is just so tremendous and the youth is there it to me it's worth the risk already being a year into him being off the field like i said there's there's less risk now because we're already a year elapsed into it and he's actually cheaper than he was a year ago so i'm back in um and and kind of to my point earlier operating in tiers i I said we got an elite seven right that eight to 14 range is is one big tier depending on if you prefer the youth or prefer the veterans he fits in there somewhere whether you have him at eight or 14 Pretty similar value. It's not really that big of a difference there in that tier to me. All right, let's move on to kind of the last uh, trade name, if you will. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo has offseason shoulder surgery. You know, probably going to be back for training camp. We don't know, but that's his expectation. You know, I, I feel like this is going to be a situation where teams are going to wait on this. They're not going to want to trade for him until they can see him do some stuff. It might be, hey, what teams missed out on the top rookies? What team had their starter get injured i feel like the bucks kind of come to mind because right they have a a later pick and they just lost tom brady Uh, maybe the seahawks as they do a bridge quarterback in this rebuild tom do you have any uh, trade thoughts of of where jimmy garoppolo can go and then if you do do would you try and acquire him is this a guy that hey i need a qb2 can he be that qb2 for you i'm gonna pass on jimmy g but uh he's i feel like he's got just like 
Washington written all over him. Yeah. Like I just look at his yeah. face and I'm just like, you are, you're, you're a total, you're a commander. That's what you are. Cause you see that all the you're time. Cause we, we've had commanders around right? for all of three months now, <laughs> two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's, that's what I feel like he's, he's going to be one of those guys where other teams miss out on QB upgrades. Like we've seen, look at what quarterbacks go for. Russell Wilson just went for what he went for. Stafford went for two first round picks. Carson Wentz was for Carson a conditional be your closest conditional second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, the Commanders have Garoppolo or Wentz written all over them, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's so crazy how fast that value changes, even in Dynasty. Like, remember in right. Week Three when Sam Darnold was worth like two firsts again? Everybody was excited. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? That's that's uh, where you can get tripped up. Um, also, where you can get a lot of uh, value, uh, Christian. That's the way you do it. So. Guys, let's let's kind of wrap up the quarterbacks of these other free agents. Or you, you mentioned Carson Wentz, who has technically not been released, but I think the GM has basically said, "Yeah, we don't want him anymore." So I think that's probably coming. Uh, you guys got the names in front of you. Who else you guys want to touch on? Who do you think could be a value that people need to try and acquire before they land that starting job? Before that news drops on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, it, it seems I like think the- we see a lot of people trying to get uh, Trubisky here uh, because he's. He could be a starter somewhere. He could be a bridge quarterback. I'm seeing reports that the Giants might want him to go in and compete with Daniel Jones. Uh, so he's somebody I might be targeting. I think Winston resigns with the Saints. Mariota, that's another one who could be a bridge quarterback. Cam Newton can, you know, go to the moon, whatever. Andy Dalton, you can go with him in the same spaceship. It's fine. But those three quarterbacks would, would be uh, – I would have interest in getting them. Yeah, Trubisky, who's I was going to say as well. I mean, it seems like he's going to end up with a starting job out of this. Like, you know, you, you've got Washington swing and you've got Pittsburgh swing and Seattle now has a top 10 pick with a with a quarterback need. So, I mean, and, and here's the thing with this rookie class. Like, I, I know we like Malik Willis a little bit. I like Matt Corral. But, like, how many of these guys are getting a starting gig in year one? You know, like, we're, we're going to see Jimmy G and Mitch Trubisky start some games this year. Um, you know, it. I just think if you're a fan of any of these teams that need a quarterback, you don't really want to, you know, be stuck with the consolation prize this time. Those guys aren't going to get you excited. And I, I am really interested to see what Seattle winds up doing at the quarterback position because they got Drew Locke, uh, which is something we didn't really hit on too much. I don't think that's the starter there. They're in quarterback territory, but they're clearing a bunch of cap space. They just released Bobby Wagner, saving $16.6 million. They lose the Russ contract. Um, there's rumors that they could trade DK Metcalf because they don't want to pay him. Clearly, they're in a big rebuild. Tyler Lockett, too. You've heard the Tyler Lockett rumors. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep. Right. Um, But it's are they going to try and acquire a quarterback? Um, It does feel like quarterback there, just looking at it. But but we, we know that Pete Carroll knows to win a Super Bowl, you need your quarterback on a rookie contract. Like, you know, yeah. he, he did it with Russ. Like, he of all right. coaches you think would know, I, I've got to wait a year or two to draft the quarterback on this mess. So I think yeah, they so know better and, and won't do it there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. See, Seattle is going to be one of those teams where everybody's like, what are they going to do? So I'm excited yeah. to see what they do. Yeah, I think the name that you hit on that most people are talking about right now is Mitch Trubisky, and I feel like that's going to inflate his value where people are, are going to ask for maybe that early second for him or that mid-second just because they know, hey, he's going to have a shot. Even if it is the Giants, you know, he has that knowledge with Abel. Maybe he can uh, beat out Daniel Jones, which wouldn't be the you know the biggest stretch of the imagination. Um, so I'm curious. I'm kind of holding off on those prices. The one guy I am interested in is Jameis Winston, who is actually kind of a mid QB two. had 17 points per game um, when he was healthy last year with the Saints. I don't know where the Saints find the money um, or if he goes somewhere else, but Jameis Winston is the one name that we didn't really hit on that I'm kind of interested in. Interested in if I'm a contender and that you know early 202 203 team they want to move this quote unquote older quarterback this retread off of their team. I feel like he's going to be in that value where you're going to be staring down a uh, um, a Sky Moore type of wide receiver. Would you rather tr- take the shot on a, a guy who's going to be a solid QB two in Superflex or one of these unproven rookies? Um, I might lean at Winston. How could they resist after those fire workout videos he's been dropping? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Jameis is another lot, guy man. I feel for years has been linked to the Steelers just because he's a big dumb quarterback like Big Ben. Like Big Ben, they're like, man, this guy's perfect to play here. So. 
you know, maybe they flirt a little bit, but they've, they've been linked in the past. But yeah, man, th those workout videos are something. So cool. Well, let's move to the running backs. I, I think the one trade that I wanted to talk about because we, we've seen Saquon not live up to his rookie season where he absolutely lit it up. He hasn't been the player that we wanted. And a lot of that's obviously been due to injury. This last year came off the injury, but even still, uh, never really got it going. The offense was spluttering. Do you guys see him sticking around? There's been some rumors. Could he go here? Could he go there? Um, a couple, you know, hey, can he go to the Bills? Do you guys think that, that Saquon is is a guy that would be moved? And if so, where would he go? And uh, is that a, a guy that you guys would maybe look to target? Because his value is way suppressed from where we saw where he was the running back one and then kind of fell to the running back five. Now I'd say he's probably a low-end running back one um, around there. Uh, Christian, let's go to you first. Well, he plays running back, and he's not a rookie, so no, I'm not buying. But if he was going to get traded, I mean, it, it screams that Buffalo would be the place. I mean, they have, they have a, I guess, a little bit of a need. Devin Singletary really did look good at the end of last season. But with Brian Dayball coming over from Buffalo to New York, you know, I think he's aware that the Giants' winning window is, is, is not as, as close as the Bills. And a, a swap of Barkley going to Buffalo with Singletary plus coming back to New York could benefit both parties. And with the familiarity there, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. But outside of the Bills, I think it's a, a long stretch. I don't think he's going anywhere. And give me, um, you know, Brees Hall on a rookie contract over Saquon and then having to repay him a million times over uh, that. So I don't think Saquon's going anywhere, and you guys can keep him. You guys see him out on, on Saquon. I, I feel like I'm still in because I'm just so stuck on what he was as that prospect so many moons ago. You know, what is he, 25 so right now? Ago. So. I agree where you can get younger and then he's the perfect type of running back Christian, like you're saying, where you normally flip that running back, get two or three years younger. I'll take Brees Hall straight up right now. Yep, exactly. And Brees Hall would be the one person that I would have over him. But um, I, I think there's certain players that, that people will say that, Hey, you know, spillers right there, or some of these other rookies or maybe somebody from, from last year's class. And I don't know, I, I'm stuck in on, on him for maybe one more year, but Let's talk about the rest of these uh, running backs. There's a, a ton out here. Guys, I want you to just hit on some that you guys are interested in. Maybe give me a landing spot. Uh, maybe what, what you would uh, like to see them at and what that does for their dynasty uh, value. Christian, let's hit you first. Well, I mean, as a Falcons fan, I want to know what we're doing there. I mean, last year we brought in Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson, you know, two pretty unexciting names. And uh, we didn't even know Cordero Patterson was a running back at the time. <laughs> you know, and he, he puts up a good season. So that was that was something. Um, for me, it's more about the teams. You know, I want to see what Atlanta does and I want to see what Miami does. You know, Miami's been rocking that weird running back by committee and, you know, new coaching staff. I want to see who Miami brings in. As far as the individuals, like all these guys, like you, you know how much I hate the running back position. And, and like once they're 25, they're dead to me in fantasy. Like I don't want to talk about Leonard Fournette and James Conner. You're like, done. I, I can I'm move done. on. I can go I'm to Tom right now. I'm useless to this conversation. They're all dead to me. Uh, uh I'm I'm somewhat on the same page, man. Like you're gonna the running back market, everybody's gonna get underpaid. Um, I could see Denver bringing back Melvin Gordon and ruining people's dreams just because that's typically what happens. You know what I mean? I could see the Bills bringing in maybe Leonard Fournette for you know a cheap deal, one year deal. But again, why are you gonna spend money on these running backs before the draft? Before you can see how it shakes out. Uh, so somebody's going to do it, obviously, and they're going to get dumb money. But I'm not spending a lot of money on any of these running backs. And to me, that means their landing spots probably aren't going to be that great. I'm going to grab the host hat from Robbie real quick and throw it over to Robbie to talk about Ronald Jones and, and why he's going to uh, be the guy we should be uh, pursuing this offseason. <laughs> oh can, can he also talk about Sony Michelle just because, you know, uh, if we have a knife, might as well stab him repeatedly with it, not just once. You know what's funny about this list is that I get it. You guys, you guys are throwing him away, and that's fine. You know how good James Conner was this year, and he changed teams from, from Steelers to Arizona, right? You would have had the same uh, mindset, right, just a year younger. He was 25, now he's 26. You would have said, nope, I don't care about James Conner. He's a top six, seven running back. Leonard Fournette, same situation. He's a top 12-ish back. 
Uh, Chase Edmonds obviously had injuries. Rashad Penny has a, has an All Star last four games. That's, uh, so Sony that's Michelle. Sony Michelle ha- has a stretch too. So I guess what I'm saying to you guys is these are guys that you can absolutely add for cheap as depth pieces when that starter goes down or it looks like their situation's murky. All of a sudden, Leonard Fournette is getting you know seven catches a game and 20 t- uh, 20 carries. Like there, there's there's going to be two or three of these guys that absolutely land in a great spot. Um, and I, I think it's just kind of worth figuring out which one. And I agree with you, Christian, where I'm not paying top dollar for him. But you don't have to pay top dollar for Shad Penny, Ronald Jones. You know, other than other than me and Jay Mike, I think everybody's done with. But if Ronald Jones goes to the Falcons, he's only 25 years old. You're telling me that's not an interesting situation where he's a better talent than Mike Davis was, and we were up in Mike Davis into you know, hey, he's going to get 250 touches, which ended up not happening, but. There's going to be somebody that falls into a good situation it's trying to figure out who's the best talent and maybe what's a, a team that has the money to make a good fit for him. So Penny's an interesting one to me. And his team that he's leaving, the Seahawks, is – I don't know why I feel like Leonard Fournette's going to be a Seattle Seahawk. I, I just – I have that weird inkling. They, they're going to have money. I feel like – They've got old. He wants to go to a losing situation, though. Well, he got his ring, right? So if he's going to get paid – Seattle can pay him the money. Now I think they have close to $50 million in cap space because they just released Bobby Wagner at least 50. So I, I don't know. That, that's a weird one. But but Penny, Penny's the most intriguing one on this list for me because you saw what he did the last couple games. He doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires even though he's been injured, mm-hmm. but he can possibly you know turn his career around with a different team. So I'm interested to see that. Yeah. It's the balance of do you want the tread on the tires or do you want the guy who the car doesn't start most of the time so the wheels you know don't leave the driveway. Right. That's that's the big thing with Rashad Penny versus maybe a Melvin Gordon. You know, just just for some some discourse here. You know, I, I think one of these guys might will go to the Dolphins. I think one of these guys will go to the Falcons. Uh, maybe a Jets guy to compliment Michael Carter. You know, I didn't love the Seahawks uh, one because I feel like they already have that old back in Chris Carson, so they're going to look to the draft. So I'm looking at these teams that have maybe a younger uh, 1A or 1B back and, and who can they get the vet in to kind of supplement them. Um, so I, I do think there's going to be some uh, interesting names in here. It's tough to project which one, uh, but for me, I like Ronald Jones just because obviously I've been a supporter of him for a long time, and I think if he gets the opportunity, when he has gotten the opportunity, he's produced. It's just he wasn't liked by Bruce Arians. Um, and, and then I do think uh, James Conner, just based on the touchdown potential, if he gets re-signed by the Cardinals, I think either him or Chase Edmonds does get re-signed by the Cardinals. Uh, I want whichever one goes back to that situation. I think they like James Conner more based on what happened in 2021. I think the Cowboys should sign a running back because they, they don't have enough money on <laughs> allocated to the position somehow the packers are giving aaron Rodgers. i know it's not 50 million this first year but let's just say yeah. it's 28 million they're going to franchise tag Devonte adams who we're going to get to here in a bit for 20 million and they're even farther under the cap than the cowboys but we can't keep mari cooper can't get started on that i'll be here forever our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, anybody? Well, we're else? going to wide. Re- we're going to wide receivers, though, right? So let's I mean, let's get let's started on it. 
we don't need to talk about any more of these running backs. Let's go to yeah. uh, wide receivers. The trade scenario that we thought might be an interesting one to talk about that ended up not being interesting is the Calvin Ridley news. You know, we had a really busy Monday and it turned right into an even busier Tuesday. Monday, we find out that Calvin Ridley is suspended for the entire 2022 season for gambling, specifically on the Falcons game after he took his leave of absence. Um, man, this is tough for me. Obviously, uh, Tom, you and I had a trade where you were pushing for the playoffs. I got knocked out of the playoffs. You know, I wanted to uh, flip an individual that had a really good season named Debo Samuel that I didn't think would uh, stay at that height. Well, he did continue to stay at that height throughout the playoffs and the rest of that season. Um, and Calvin Ridley is now suspended for the 2022 season. So I definitely uh, lost that trade. But um, are you guys trying to get him cheap, like a 2023 third? Is that what you guys would do? Or are you guys just, hey, he's like Christian said, he's going to be 29 when he comes back. I, I'd rather just take the dart throw on a 2023 or 2022 third. I would, I'd pay a second for him, like a later second. Ooh, that's. Why not? Why Christian? Not? I think that's a little rich. Now, the third is a conversation because, like, the odds yeah, of a third hitting are pretty low, right? Who's going to trade confident. a third for him? Are you going to trade a third? It's for happening. Him? It's it's happening. I know it is. Times, but I, Twenty you times. Find that guy. You do. You, you, Everywhere you, you got him, offer it to all eleven other uh, other managers. I mean, yeah. you'll get it. You know. Yeah. But my thing is that the, the odds of the third hitting on, like, say, a wide receiver two season are pretty low, right? Pretty low. I feel like if Calvin Ridley, even if he doesn't play till he's 29, 30, right, those two years, we got a shot to get wide receiver two seasons, though, two, those two years, wherever he's playing, right? So I feel that the odds of Calvin Ridley producing a wide receiver two season again for my rosters is higher than a random late third or something like that, right? Now, you're, you're talking late second, you'd pay. That's where you start getting in that conversation area where it could possibly be the case. But as far as a player that's similarly – valued right now i look at like kind of robert woods's value right now he's he's around that 29 30 years old uh coming off an acl injury rather than you know legal trouble and i think he's probably in that range too i don't think you can get a a second for robert woods i think he's probably in that that third range maybe you can squeeze two thirds out of the right person but i think you'd struggle getting a second so i i think when he comes back he's looking about where robert woods is now but i think he's shown a higher ceiling as a player than Robert Woods too, you know, like Robert Woods has kind of been a steady Eddie for us. We thought Calvin Ridley was a top five wide receiver coming into last season in redraft. So I think we can possibly get one or two good more seasons out of Calvin Ridley. And to me, it's worth that weight uh, with a third, you know, but with a second, I I'm going to take the second because we're, we know we're missing that year of production and there are still concerns whether he will play again or not. And we don't even know where it'll be when he is. And again, he'll be within a year of being 30. At that point, so as far as recouping value, if it's not going well, our, our windows close then because he's in his thirties in Dynasty. I'll take this. Robbie, any thoughts for you? No, I'm just letting. I'm giving Tom the the chance. This is Tom's guy. Uh, unfortunately, no, so I mean, I'm I, I let him brainwash me a little bit. So I'm just letting him yeah. uh, defend his honor. So I I will take Calvin Ridley over that late second every day of the week because you get halfway through the season, teams start falling out of the race, and you're going to be able to recoup that value even if you flip them, right? So if he comes back, the odds of you, the the odds of of him outproducing a late second round pick in twenty twenty three are a lot better than that second round pick in my opinion, because late seconds at this point they're they're dart throws. Come on. Yeah, to me the third is a complete dart throw. The late seconds where you start getting into like a solid piece potentially, but you know I mean as far it's as the resale value, it's still like, a big dart throw. What, go back and you... look at your go go back and look at historic drafts. And then tell me a late second isn't a dart throw. Okay, cool. look at players that have been out of the league for a year plus for for any reason that have come back and then produced a wide receiver to a better season. Don't don't turn my argument around on me. You I'm using bitch. your tactics on you, sir. I didn't bring don't up these do tactics. It. You did. Don't do it. But Calvin I'm asking Ridley's you what Calvin Robert Ridley. Woods and Odell Beckham are worth right now because that's about what Calvin Ridley is going to be worth when he's back. You paying I seconds for those worth, guys? I I think I, I would pay a second for Robert Woods coming back. Yeah. Oh God, I would love to be able to a tell late you second. That. I, I've got sure. Rob, I've got way too many. I'm way overweight on Robert Woods, and I I can't get a second in any single league I'm in. So sure, apparently I give my you a late on the internet are sharper. You trade you train him at the wrong time sure. too, Christian. Right? You know, you get to week one, week two, you're going to get that that pick for him. You oh yeah, trading for an older yeah. guy in the offseason before the rookie draft. That's it's just right. not going to happen. I feel the best way to gauge market value is by putting offers in people's inboxes. Like, yeah. Will you accept this or will you not? Okay, that's that's what the player's worth to you. The more offers you send to your opponents, the more 
uh, knowledge you'll have on their market value of their players because you'll get a little feedback back. You'll see what they'll actually accept, what they won't. If you want to know the true market value, send offers. No, that was a good conversation on Calvin, really. I, I think I'm right there with you, Christian, where I'm at that that third round uh, price that I'd try and acquire him. If I, if I have him, I'm holding him. I, I would not move him, even though I do think that late second is kind of interesting. It's like, just just wait. You know what I mean? Just wait the year because I've seen this time and time again where like, uh, we lost Chris Carson, right? And everyone's like, Chris Carson's dead to rights, but now he might be the starting running back. And I get it. It's not a great team, but you, you're going to have a time, hopefully, where some of these guys, you wait the mm -hmm. time out and there's going to be that opportunity, right? He's going to be the starter. And then before the games start, just move off of him then. That's my yeah. thoughts with Calvin Ridley. I know we're on Ridley, but this kind of puts a bow on the, the second conversation here with Tom, like, and, and kind of what you said here. Like, instead of looking at just straight capital that we'll trade him for, what if we were to flip him for another player, right? Like I would trade him for like a Kadarius Tony or a Rondell Moore who were late seconds last year, right? Like I would rather take the the buy the years back, know that they're playing this year. Rondell Moore's got a chance to be the two on Arizona. Kadarius Tony's got a chance to be the one on the Giants. I think I can have a better chance of one of those two guys seeing a value increase at some point this year and then flipping them than I can Calvin Ridley seeing a value increase just sitting there doing nothing all year. So I like that, but I wouldn't stop there. I'd, do, I'd pull the Christian where I'd trade the number two pencil for that nice pen. I'd trade that nice pen for like the, the book. You know what I mean? I wouldn't and stop I, with Tony or, or yeah. Rondale because that's start, not a start piece the chain that I with want. It. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I that's what I'm saying. Those guys too. are more likely to see a value increase playing this year than Ridley is on the sideline. Correct. I can flip Correct. that. I, I can put better use to those guys. Correct. Um, let's keep going here. We got Devontae Adams buys a new house in Vegas. We thought it was maybe a little bit of smoke there, but gets extinguished pretty quickly. He gets franchise tagged, obviously with Roger Stane. He is not going anywhere. Um, I, I think his value is, is pretty much going to stay the same, right? An older uh, wide receiver that's obviously top of the league. I, I don't want to spend too much time on him. Uh, Amari Cooper, it sounds like he's going to be released by the Cowboys. I think they're just waiting to see if they can trade him. Um, so they're going to wait all the way up until that deadline where, where his contract becomes uh, guaranteed. So I, I do think he finds a new team. Do you guys have, have thoughts on where he can go? Because in my opinion, this is still um, maybe not a wide receiver one, but good enough where he can give you wide receiver one numbers if there's nobody else to kind of take those targets. For me, I thought of, the, uh, of a team like the Jaguars um, kind of sliding in and, and doing what um, you know, we, we wanted, you know, LaVishka, obviously not the same player, but we want LaVishka to kind of take some of those targets. He hasn't really been doing it. Marvin Jones is 32, maybe going on 33 there. Um, DJ Chark's a free agent. I think that's a good spot for him. Where do you guys think uh, Cooper could land? Honestly, he's perfect for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it. Because I mean, it's a really landing spot, to... though, wouldn't it? That, 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 I would hate that landing spot. For, for Amari Cooper, yes. But for the Eagles football team, I could really see that happening. <laughs> huh? We don't care about the Eagles football team. We care about no, no, no. I'm saying, but that's the problem, right? So yeah. he's they need another wide receiver to take yeah. pressure off of Devonta Smith. If they keep drafting young wide receivers, like your wide receiver room is already extremely young. Uh, Devonta Smith is by far the best wide receiver they have there. Then you have Quez Watkins uh, and you know fucking JJ and Quez are there. Go or JJ and I. He who who, who shall not be named is also there. Um, so, I mean, you need. You need a veteran presence there, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's so Amari makes. Do, a lot do they of have sense. the money? They they do. They have the yeah. money. Because because mm -hmm. even though and I, this is what's so funny about the NFL is he's gonna get cut for being paid too much money, and he's gonna sign um, for what most people are gonna say is too much money. I I still think Cooper's really really good. Mike um, Williams is not better than him. Right. So yeah, I think that's a perfect transition. Let there, you yeah. can also touch on Cooper uh, Christian, but let's go right to Mike Williams too. Three years, sixty million. Uh, you said 28 mil uh, guaranteed time. I thought I saw someone that year was 40 one. mil. 20, yeah, no, it's in, 28 in year one and 40 oh, mil total yeah, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. So so if that's what if that's what the going rate for Mike Williams is, and Cooper is only one year older, I want to say, maybe a year and a half. I mean, we're talking about he's going to get a minimum a two-year deal, probably 30 mil, right? 15-year Yeah, uh, I think that's about what he's going to be evaluated at. So, so yeah, Christian, uh, Mari Cooper, Mike Williams, let's throw in some of these other guys with Chris Godwin obviously being tagged, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, where do you think he will go? Some of these, uh, I'd say, top-tier free agents. I mean, it's, it feels like Juju's going to stay in pit again. I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to uh, say Kansas City or something like that, but that, that, that didn't work out last year. So, I mean, it really seems like Juju just wants to stay in pit for whatever reason. As far as Cooper, I, I don't know if they have the money or not, but 
Washington really wanted him last time he was available. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Yep. I, I, I could see them really pursuing him hard to pair with McLaurin. You know, that'll be appear, uh, appealing to whatever quarterback ends up there. But as far as teams that need receivers, I mean, Atlanta has nobody right now. Russell Gage is a free agent. Calvin Ridley doesn't exist. I mean, Atlanta has nothing. Um, I think that's going to be filled with rookies, you know, yep. big time, though. Yep. Um, Cleveland looks like they want a receiver. Detroit's kind of same boat as Atlanta. Outside of St. Brown, there's really nothing there. But uh, are, are they really going to invest in a free agent with with Jared Goff and, and where they're at as a franchise? You know, New Orleans it lo looks like a team that really needs a receiver, you know. Jacksonville and Allen Robinson is is a, a fit I would like to see. Allen Robinson going back to Jacksonville, them getting Trevor, a, a more proven receiver. Allen Robinson, you know, kind of leaving a headache situation that he's had there in Chicago to come back somewhere he's familiar with and, and be an alpha again. So that, that'd be a fit I would like to see. Um, can, can we, let's hit right there. If, if we take anything away from this podcast, I think for me, now that Jerry Judy, he, he was my buy in the, the episode I did a couple of uh, weeks ago, Number one target you should trade for before free agency hits and he gets signed somewhere is Allen Robinson. I get it. He's one of these older, what, 28, maybe going on 29. But I, I definitely think he was in a situation he did not want to be in. I don't think he was giving it his all. He was obviously Justin Fields was kind of a train wreck there with Nagy. You tell me he goes to uh, the Patriots or he goes to a spot where he can command again 150 targets. Let's just be generous and say 120. You know, I absolutely think he can return to – High-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one, even if he's not maybe the Allen Robinson we've seen you know, a couple years ago. I think just pure volume with a, a team that needs an alpha, he would be fantastic for. Yeah, we'll see if he follows the money, which I think is what he's going to do. And but but case, money and then and then a, a playoff team, right? Because his big thing is he doesn't want to play with bad quarterbacks anymore. I don't. Oh, you have a playoff team on a, on a young quarterback who showed to be pretty well. Doesn't turn the ball over, which I think is his biggest thing. Every time Blake Boros threw an interception, Mitchell Trubisky threw an interception, you knew he was walking off the field. I think I think the Patriots is a really interesting landing spot. I'd hate that. I would hate it. Jacoby Myers out of the way. They're not giving. I would hate you know a hundred uh, targets to Nelson Aguilar. Man, Patriots are gross, Robbie. You don't want a wide receiver on the Patriots unless it's like Edelman or Welker, like in Christian a wheelchair Kirk? at this point. Get somebody, get somebody there. Christian, but then they they only have slot receivers, so Christian Kirk going there would just be like, I, I mean, I would be so pissed, right? Christian yeah. Christian Kirk is a guy I'm really excited about, though. I want to see him where he goes. A lot of smoke just, on Buffalo. The Gabe Davis people. Buffalo would, is just is Buffalo minds. definitely needs another wide receiver to go, yeah. and and I think Christian Kirk would be a fantastic fit there. I think Allen Robinson. I think one of those guys could definitely go there, like Amari Cooper. If you want to talk about a guy who, you know, a, one of those players who can get a ring, uh, Buffalo going over there and being that wide receiver too is perfect. And then maybe even they they take a little bit less money. Um, so Buffalo is a good one. The Eagles are probably going to wind up getting one of these guys. That you know, between yeah. Amari, Allen Robinson, Juju, there's a ton of smoke with Juju, um, Christian Kirk, and then even DJ Shark. You're hearing a ton of smoke with these guys in the Eagles. So. I hope they get DJ Shark. So, I I mean I I'm glad Amari Cooper got cut and it hurt your feelings, and they franchise <laughs> Dalton Schultz and are going to re-sign Michael Gallup if that's yeah. the case. Oh man, sir. Oh, man. So who cut who cut deeper with that with that insult? Um, yeah, yeah. The joke's on me. I'm I follow the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. it really it really is. I no, mean, at least you're you, you're already have started your rebuild. You just need to get rid of our quarterbacks. Thirty seven. We haven't yeah, started shit. They're 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 drafting Desmond Ritter second round. Mark mark my words. That's happening. But guys, let's move to to tight end here. Put a bow on this episode. Uh, basically, everybody got tagged. Gasecki, Schultz. <laughs> Uh, David Njoku, as we all thought, David Njoku, $10.9 million. Uh, David Njoku, what a great signing there. Uh, RIP to my 75 Harrison Bryant shares. <laughs> real real quick, uh, Mike Gusecki gets tagged, right? $10.9 million. You just brought that number up. He played, I think, he, I think he had 100 snaps in in as a tight end. So, oh, you say inline? Yes, as an yeah. inline tight end. Yeah. They basically just tagged a wide receiver for ten ten point nine million dollars. Yeah, it's the, it's the Jimmy Graham. Million. It's the Jimmy Graham. Right. Uh, so I mean, Gusecki getting tagged shouldn't shouldn't be surprising to anybody, even though that rule I, that rule will change when Kyle Pitts uh, comes up in in what four more years. 
that rule. Well, just look at, look at Mike Gesicki to penalize now. the Falcons some way. <laughs> but look at look at Gesicki. If it's going to change, it should be a guy who plays twenty percent of his snaps as a tight end or twenty five percent. Right. Didn't didn't I just say Kyle Pitts or? Well, no. But it this is this is the exact blueprint, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the blueprint. So you're going to have somebody else. I don't think it's going to change, but. I yep, think we yep. already did, Christian. Welcome back we to did. the party. I know you're a Falcons well, fan. Let's get Gronkowski and... to the Bills, baby. Let's go. Bills, yeah. Bills are Chargers. Okay. I feel like I feel like those are spots. What about the Titans? If he would go, like to not play with his buddies or in his hometown, like Anthony Ferkser's trash. Yeah, any of those options. I think he would. You know, at first I was like, okay, Tom's gone, Gronk's going to be gone, and, and maybe he still will be. But I think he's he's like, you know, there's a plenty of, of playoff teams that don't have quarterback situ- or tight end situations. Uh, Packers, are they going back to the Robert Tunyon well? Are they going to go in with Joseph DeGora? Maybe Gronk fits there. I think there's a lot of good teams that need a tight end. I think Zach Ertz, Rob Gronkowski, Evan Ingram's of the world. I know we don't think those are sexy names, but they can all be top eight court or top eight tight ends because it's not that hard to do. There's going to be somebody that in a tight end premium or a two tight end league that you're going to want out of this group. Tom Doesn't has got Gronk... to be excited about the Zach Ertz, Doug Peterson reunion in Jacksonville. There it is. Oh, I, I hope Zach doesn't do it. Um, but doesn't Gronk belong in LA, either with the Rams or the Chargers? I mean, the Chargers have the most cap space in the league right now. Correct. And the Rams are the Rams, and they'll figure it out. Like he, be- I feel like he's destined to be in LA. If he's gonna play for one more year, Gronk in LA. Isn't he from perfect. Buffalo though? Erroneous, sir. That doesn't even matter. I feel it's like. his hometown team. He's like a total does like he, bro. Does like, he, he really want to go somewhere in and play in the cold again? Bro, all the guys he went to high school with would think he was cool, and he would think it was awesome. Remember when they beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl and he was pouring beers all over himself? He said that the people wanted him to party, so he gave the people what they wanted. The man's a people pleaser. Right. He's going right. to get the peer pressure from his friends back home. This is true. What, and, what kind and he's of gonna people come pleaser? Home, jumping through a and table. He's gonna, we're going to see Gronkowski go through a table himself. Multiple, multiple yeah. tables. I mean, multiple that, would be, that would be pretty like, cool. Every time but... they win, Gronk is going through the table. That, that would that would be with with the big like, brace on the elbow too, just to protect it, you know. Right. Would he be like holding his his French bulldog though when he goes through, like on fire, like to protect it? Good. <laughs> Maybe that's like, oh my he's... god, that's that's such a cute TikTok. He's got a French bulldog and he's flying through a table. Maybe he actually went through tables as a kid, and that's why he's kind of a you know not the bradest. An amazing, an amazing tight end. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. And there's man, no way Christian, he can spell that's, that's funny though. You bring that up. I don't know if you guys have ever watched the family feud with the Gronkowski family on there. You know exactly where his smarts did not come from. That dad, <laughs> I don't know his name, but the dad is not all there. It is hilarious. <laughs> and oh that's God. okay, Robbie. But listen, he's just out there like he he's that stud just breeding fucking football players, though. Yep. Oh, so, oh yeah. He's like the definition of like a, a dumb jock meathead guy. Like, right. It's like, here you he's go. that dude. Yeah. Here you go. Hey guys, let's put let's put a, a a bow on this. Each of you give me one guy that I said Allen Robinson was mine. What's one guy that you think you need to go out and try and get uh, before Monday, before Tuesday, whatever day? And then on the flip side, what's one guy that you might have some shares of that you're like, hey, before someone comes in and crowds this wide receiver room, or before he lands in a bad spot, I'm trying to move off of him. Tom, do you got anybody that comes to mind? Uh, give me Christian Kirk. As the buy, as the buy, and the sell will be Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton Schultz was part of my sell video, and this was at the time I thought that you know the Cowboys had some sense where they weren't going to pay a above average tight end. I don't know ten point nine million dollars when they can sign a Kyle Rudolph or OJ Howard for two million and get r- roughly the same production. But um, as Christian knows, I am not a the biggest Dalton Schultz believer, but. Um, he had a very, very good season. Uh, Tom, do you have a uh, – or no, you had the sell. Christian, do you have a, a buy and a sell for us? I mean, I'm, w- I'm with both of you all on Christian Kirk and Allen Robinson. Um, there's no one jumping top of the mind that's a buy. Jerry Judy's a guy I have been buying, but, you know, that's, it's t- kind of time to reap the rewards of that now. Yeah. Um, as far as selling – well, while you're looking for a sell, I'm going to jump in here. I'm, I'm going to give the name I gave kind of at the top, Jameis Winston. If you can get him for a, a mid-second would be fantastic. I don't know how many people are doing that because I think he's almost guaranteed a starting job. It's just where. And he's that type of quarterback that he doesn't have to be a great 
uh, real life quarterback, he's going to be a really good fantasy quarterback because he's just going to throw down the field so much, get you the yardage, get you the touchdowns, probably some interceptions to go along with it. Um, but then the a guy that's super cheap that I think that I would advocate for, just like maybe a, a late third or fourth, like we're talking about not a lot, Marcus Mariota. I, I, I just have a feeling that Marcus Mariota has done enough time uh, where people are going to give him another shot. We see some of these quote-unquote retreads come back up, and I do think there's enough quarterback openings where they're going to ha- – we're going to see somebody draft, you know, a, a late first quarterback or a second round quarterback. Uh, maybe it's a Carson Strong situation. Maybe it's a Desmond Ritter situation where there's no incumbent. And, and then they also sign Marcus Mariota and he gets a shot to start where you just get some instant super flex value and then you can turn around and sell for a second. So that's a guy that's a really super cheap one that I'm going to go out and throw some, some um, not, not bad trades, but just like some cheap force or, or, or late thirds or something like that. See if I can get Mariota. Yeah, you brought up a guy, Robbie, earlier that I think is a great value right now, and it's not like he's – I mean, he can be affected by by Monday based on what, what happens with Rashad Penny, but I think Chris Carson is a, a screaming value right now. In the startup that I'm in, I took him at 1907, so pick 223. And with the uh, the Seahawks, you know, not going to be too good this year, it would not surprise me to see them just ride Chris Carson another year and us to get some of that cheap volume. And honestly, like a, a third would get him from pretty much everybody. I mean, if he's going in the 19th round of a startup, that's essentially free. So he's a guy I'd pick up for free. Um, and as far as a sell, I mean, just, just sell all your running backs that are 25 and above, like get rid of them. Like we were talking about that list of free agents this year, the, the Fournettes, the James Connors and all these guys. We've also talked a lot about this incoming running back class. You know, grab you a Tyler Beatty instead. I mean, we saw last year a guy like Khalil Herbert really be a contributor for the Bears. A guy like Chuba Hubbard really step in when Christian McCaffrey was out and give us some serviceable weeks. You know, I I just think that running back production can be recycled. I think the NFL believes it can be recycled as well. So, I mean, unless you're a a top three team in the league and feel good about a a Fournette landing spot or a Connor landing spot potentially happening, you know, I'm fine rolling out a Tyler Algier, a Rashad White, a Tyler Beatty, one of those guys in that second tier of running backs this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to touch on that point because I think it's really interesting. At a certain point, right, you get past your your top three rookies, and and we are going to be talking rookie running backs next week. Show's going to drop on Wednesday morning. We're meeting with Brandon Lejeune of the Debbie Deep Dive, and he's going to help us go over his rookie running back rankings. Tom and I are going to give some of our input on the film that we've watched as well. So we're going to dive into these rookie running backs a lot. But just because we're talking about them right now, is there a certain cutoff where where you say, hey, maybe the potential of James Conner having a running back two season is still going to be better than maybe that Tyler Beatty or that uh, Tyler Algier or or somebody that's going to be what, what do you think, a mid to early second round pick in Superflex? Uh, I'm assuming you probably want the younger ones knowing you, Christian. I think at some point it's it's worth considering, hey, can I get this veteran on a contending team where I don't have to wait and play the dart throw as, you know, Tyler Gio is going to land with, let's just say, you know, the Jets for lack of a better, uh, I can't, I'm thinking on the spot here. He lands with Michael Carter, not a great offense. All of a sudden James Conner coming back to Arizona looks a lot better, right? And he's probably going to be the better asset for at least one, maybe two years. Um, is that how you see it, Christian? Or are you like, no, let me just take the younger guy. He's going to have more. He's going to have a longer leash to be good with his dynasty value. It's really team dependent. Like I said, there are certain teams to where you you want to go by the veteran where you know the landing spot. But as blanket advice for dynasty in general, I, I'm I'm a believer that running back is the most replaceable position in all of fantasy football and in all of, of, of NFL football. Like somebody else can do it. Whether they average a point or two less a game, like you can still get the production by just getting the volume. And I think that that, that second tier of running backs can can give you that volume any given week. Like who saw Elijah Mitchell and Khalil Herbert last year? Like I said, and those are two different guys. Like Elijah Mitchell became a starter and, you know, you probably get a first round pick for him now. But how many uh, serviceable weeks did Khalil Herbert give us last year? At least a month, I feel like, of, of, you know, playable weeks where he was, you know, RB2. Um, You know, so I I just feel that price dependent wise, especially like I would just going to I would decide with the guy that has a full rookie contract to play that's you know largely just going to get the, the same carries that a 26 year old will get if they're up for carries like i don't think any of these guys are really signing as the feature back except maybe one of them you know maybe a team falls in love with that stretch penny had at the end of the year maybe a team is name struck and loves veterans and wants leonard Fournette. you know but outside of maybe those two guys i don't really see a, a back getting a featured role and if they're sharing the load 
you know, give me the younger guy that that has a full rookie contract that's going to retain his value better for me in Dynasty because you saw it in the league we played together, Robbie. Like, I'm a week-to-week trader. If I'm trying to win a championship and I have a player go down to a leg injury, I'm not just going to sit there and be like, oh, man, I just lost a player to injury. I'm trading my injured player plus for a healthy player, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I want the healthy player that week. I'll worry about who it is then. As far as what's going to retain value better, it, it's going to be the, you know, 22-year-old running back on their rookie deal. And you you said I want the younger player. For me, it matters less at running back than it does other positions as far as the age. I just want them on their rookie contract. I, I don't want to mess with the second contract. So take a guy like Najee Harris from last year that was a little bit older as a rookie. I'm still cool with Najee right now. I got another three years left of that rookie contract where, where I'm good to go. That's an insulated asset. You know, four. Was he first rounder? You know, four if he's a first rounder. You know, so I've got X amount of years left of insulation. Uh, a value there with Najee Harris, despite his age, right? Him and Javante Williams have that same leash, you know? So the fact that Javante is younger doesn't mean anything to me there, but comparing the rookie class against these 26, 27 year olds, I'm siding with the rookie class almost every time, unless there's like a true special back, I think, and go be a starter somewhere. Tom, any thoughts on the kind of the rookies versus the vets? conversation on, on is there a price point where you're like you know what these vets have done it before if they get the work they're going to pop off or are you like hey this rookie is going to have dynasty value for longer right he's going to have it for at least two or three years until he's shown that he can't do it or can do it yeah i'm right now with these vets i'm in a holding pattern because i mean we have what a week before we're going to get some landing spots yeah and then after that then you might want to say okay I'm going to throw something out there for somebody like then the draft capital issue with the rookies is more of a, a mystery. So you might get a better deal, but right now I'm not, I'm not doing anything for the next week with, with any running back. And I think it's kind of foolish if you do. Yeah. And as far as actionable advice, like do not buy running backs now. Like don't, right. don't, no, don't, no, no, don't, no, no. don't consider do purchasing a running back until, you know, like August, like right. don't worry about just, your lineup now. Now is about accumulating value and, you know, increasing the overall value of your roster. Worry about who's starting six months from now, you know. Christian, I, I like that thought. The, the reason I bring him up and the reason I say it's – I don't want to be completely saying, hey, you need to buy them right now. But James Conner, if he's an unknown, you can get him for more than, oh, he's the solidified back for the Arizona Cardinals in in august you know what i mean so if you're james connor resigns with arizona and chase edmonds leaves right like say it's james connor and eno benjamin james connor's still not worth the first you're not getting a first for him i can still buy him for a second week you're week not, you're one not getting a first for james connor a 2023 no first no way not happening i can still Let's... get the same price on james connor if i wait until he's arizona's guy his price isn't changing it's still a second whispers 2023 yeah, you may yeah, be able to and, and again, and again, maybe it's maybe it's not that conversation with the the first, but it's the players. You know, we talked about, hey, are we trading for another player? Because I think the 2023 class is so propped up on a pedestal. Where I agree with you guys, you probably can't get that first. But when he's scoring touchdowns and, and he's that running back one, and you see what he's doing, there's going to be people that are going to trade you good, reliable. Um, there's going to be serious touchdown regression. That, you can't bank on that. Oh, for sure, for sure. But you're telling me the, the Cardinals are not going to score uh, if he's the only guy. Uh, I don't, and I don't want to make this all about James Conner because I feel like I'm, I'm nitpicking out of the whole list of eight guys, yeah. right? Well, just you, six of them are going to bust, and two of them are going to be good. I guess what I'm just saying is I, I do think that it, it's. I'm not saying they're over the moon and to be done with them. I guess, and I, I just want to have that juxtaposed against you guys as saying, "No, nah, we're staying away from them. We want to go straight rookies." Yeah, and I love the market value conversation. You know, that's my thing. And to me, that's like actionable stuff that our listeners can go take to and go offer trades and stuff in their league. So let, let's take a player that we like a lot that's in that 26, 27, 28-year-old contract range, right? Aaron Jones. Can you get a 23 first for Aaron Jones right now? I'm not sure that you can. A lot of people think he's the the, the two there behind A.J. Dillon. I've shopped Aaron Jones. I don't think you can get a 23 first. And he is so much better than James Conner, Rashad Penny, Leonard Fournette, I think you're really overvaluing what this group of free agent running backs is worth in terms of dynasty value. Like Aaron Jones and Zeke Elliott, like these guys you'll struggle to get a 23 first for. Those guys are better than than these guys we're talking about, and I don't think you can get that value for them. Correct, correct. If we're talking right now, absolutely. If we're talking week three, you can. 
Absolutely you can because there's people that lose running backs that are, have contending teams that need that guy, and they say, hey, the 112, the 110, the 111, I can part with that because I can get Aaron Jones. He just had a new contract. Aaron Rodgers just got re-signed to a new deal. He's going to be good for at least two or three more years. That's going to be better than the 112, even in a good class. So I definitely think there's a conversation to be had on that side um, where people are pushing these um, pushing these vets out the door. And if we're talking about it from that standpoint, that makes me even more enticed to get after them. If you say they're not going to cost me, that first, if you're telling me I can get an Aaron Jones, Zeke, someone like that for a second, a 2023 second, man, if I'm a contending team, that that's that's so enticing. But I guess that's my point. You you in season, I guarantee, well, I don't want to guarantee, I bet you will make a trade for Zeke. For a for Nick a, Chubb level player. Like for a 2023 James Connor, Leonard a 2023 level first. I bet in one of your leagues you make a trade for a Zeke, uh, Aaron Jones, Dalvin, one of those Alvin Kamara, one of those 26-year-or-older running backs. I bet you trade your 2023 first four. Probably plus, Maybe. too. I mean, championship flags fly forever. We'll see what happens. But what I'm telling you is most players would rather collect than contend. And Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, these guys in this 23 Are going class, at the 101, they will go straight up over Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, all these guys by the end of this contenders, right? No, but but there's other people in the class. You're going to have Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud up top. You're going to have J.S.N. and Kayshawn Boutte. I mean, all the way to like pick 12 is going to be like the top of this class, right? So you're going to have a lot of people that are already valuing a a the 1-8 the over Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara by the end of this season. That's right. what I'm telling you. Like by right. the end of this season, if I'm going to trade my 23 first, I'm not getting Zeke. I'm, I'm getting Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon for that first if I'm waiting until the playoffs to do it. Yep, yep. Tom, any thoughts before we get out of here? I don't even know where I'm at, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm just I'm just watching you guys like a ping pong fucking battle. It's kind of fun. It's good. It's good discussion. I mean, it kind of diverted yeah, from the no, free agency, good. but I think it's a value conversation that's that's worth having and uh, a lot of good insight there. No, it's good. I liked it, guys. I enjoyed myself. Well, that's it for our free agent uh, prediction and landing spots and value conversation. Um, really excited to to dive into, like I said earlier, our rookie running backs are going to be the first position we tackle. Uh, show's going to drop next Wednesday, getting Brandon Lejeune from the Debbie Deep Dive in here to talk about his ranks. Um, he's a guy that's been watching these guys for, for multiple years, Stud. obviously, in the Debbie role uh, with Christian. Awesome. So. You guys can find Christian rocking with uh, our rookie profiles, which are going to be coming out all summer long as we lead up to the draft. And after the draft, we're going to continue uh, to put those out all the way up until the season starts. Um, also find him on the Debbie Authority. He's going to be going over 2024 rookie classes, 2025 rookie class, and then probably even 2026 rookie class because you know how those Debbie uh, lunatics are. You can find him at Evil Empire FF. Uh, and you can find my main squeeze, Tom, at Dynasty Infidel. Find me at NFL Robbie, and find us all in the TFA Discord chat. Link is going to be in the episode description. Come talk some free agency, uh, rookies with us. Get in with uh, Christian and I on this uh, value uh, conversation, rookies versus some of these events. Link is going to be in the description. So until next time, see ya.